Warning! The Dub Talk podcast you are about to hear contains strong language that any good school child shouldn't be using, so listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Luckily, we're coming to you from 10 years in the future and have no problems with cussing a lot. B.S. The iPhone headphone jack will never come back. Ugh, so sorry. Also, we have the tendency to spoil just about everything, so if you haven't seen The End of Orange, you might want to watch that first and then come back. Finally, this episode references some sensitive subject matter, where if you've seen the anime, you know what I'm talking about, but if not, then major spoilers, and if you can't handle the themes, then I'd take a pass on this episode altogether. Okay, you know what? All of you, just don't listen. Seriously. Go watch Hunter Hunter or something. <laughs> Actually, I'm totally kidding. Um, please enjoy the sadness fiesta to the best of your abilities. This episode is dedicated to Florence Henderson. Here's the story of a girl named Naho who wrote letters to herself to save her friend. Dear Dub Talk crew and listeners, you may not believe me, but I'm writing this letter to you from 10 years in the future. All of us have stuck together, but not like the way it was when we buried our time capsule in the tiny patch of grass behind the hotel where we all met for Yomacon. Lilac has become a YouTube sensation and her podcast touches the lives of young anime fans everywhere. Megan has realized her dream of seiyu worshipping and moved to Japan to work on the fourth season of Kuroko's. Noah is now Professor Noah, teaching children about the differences between Eastern and Western animation. And as for me, well, let's just say that the Juman Han bad ending came to life, but at least I got a little baby zen out of it and I never have to pay for shoes with GPS in them or handcuffs ever again. Though our lives may seem perfect now, we do all have one incredible regret. Well, Noah has one all to himself and that he didn't finish editing Your Lie in April and First Love Monster in a timely manner, so he had to watch all of Brother's Conflict for punishment. But as for the rest of us, we regret from the bottom of our hearts that we let Gigi host the Orange episode because it's impossible for her to play it straight, even with an anime that's a total sadness fiesta. Hey, wait, your girl Gigi's writing this letter. God damn it! <sighs> <laughs> What's there happening? There will never be a fourth season of Kuroko. They're making a movie to end it all. <laughs> and I'm it will okay still never YouTube get sensation. a dub. Fuck you, Noah. That was a low blow. And this is why Noah's supposed to be watching Brothers Conflict. Exactly. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Stop shitting on. They better be I'm making a sisters' conflict. I love Noah. Anyway. <laughs> After that hot mess, it's time for another episode of Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of BFFs get together and discuss their opinions on a recent English dub announcement or the review of a dub of an anime that's newly released on DVD. My name is Gigi, and while I'm normally hosting my channel of Trash and Boys at Anime Palooza, tonight I am your host for this episode of Dub Talk. With me are my roommates Woo! from Yomacon, who oh so nicely put up with all my drunken JoJo texts. <laughs> Introduce yourselves, friends. <laughs> Jojo! Jojo! No, 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 Jojo. no, no. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks all of a sudden. What is this? Um, hi, my name is Stephanie, a.k.a. Lilac. Um, 
obviously one of the main hosts of Dub Talk Podcast, and um, I'm just here for the sadness fiesta that's about to incur. I guess I guess I'll go next. Someone uh, go next. <laughs> I, I guess I'm Megan, and it's my birthday. Happy yes. birthday! Happy birthday! I like I like gay shit. I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. Um, I like show by rock. Yes. I'm very tired. Also, your best girl is trash, Noah. <laughs> you, are you talking about my wife? Because if that's the case, then no, we're gonna have. No, your wife is not trash. We're gonna ha- yeah, we're gonna oh, have words no. the next time we meet. <laughs> Noah, you just no, your wife is best. <laughs> okay. I am Noah Clue, and when I am not being harassed by Megan and her desire to break my spirit, I am talking about cartoons of all styles, from both Western and Eastern, to the good and the bad, and occasionally, it turns out, I even get to host panels about it, if the nice people at Yomacon will let me come back again next year. And I just want to say, I am so happy to be here talking about Peach Girl. I mean, I know that it, the dub <laughs> came out a long time ago, but I, I, I guess it really needed to be discussed as one of uh, Funimation's underrated gems. You, you got the color. wrong color, son. I, I, oh, color. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Marmalade Boy is a fantastic series <laughs> that more people need to take a look at. And even though no one has seen it yet. No one, shut up. Closer. Closer. Wait, up. I get the wrong series? Wait, what? Gigi, what are we talking about today? Record scratch. Okay, okay if you haven't guessed scratch. by now. You're wondering how we all got here. <laughs> if you haven't guessed by now, we're going to be discussing the English dub of Orange, one of the first anime that was licensed by Crunchyroll and then sent to Funimation for dubbing and distribution. Although Mm -hmm. this show is actually part of the summer anime season, it is being dubbed for the fall one, and it's actually part of the Double Talk block on Funimation's site, which is terrifying for me, seeing as I'm only hosting a podcast about a popular show this time, and not one where the only three people who watched it were the ones who recorded the Dub Talk episode. Um, but it's it's hard to explain Orange without giving too much away, but since it's all out now and we've all seen the majority of the show, fuck it, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. So, Orange... Spoilers! Yes! So if you don't I wanna, haven't watched the whole show! If you, want, if you don't want it spoiled, jump to this time code right here. You can't see me, There's but, a spoiler po- warning and a disclaimer. You're fucked either way. That's right. true. That, but We don't usually give away the ending of the show, but th- this is a weird situation. You're right. To have a show that is fully out right now and they decided to dub it the following season this is going to be a it's, new situation for us it's one of i think at least three, three. no with... four or five actually because joker game and i think real life also were from previous 91 seasons. days as long as well, 91, 91 days, 91 days and... mob psycho there's a there's a handful of them right um but anyway summary just go with a brief summary sorry <laughs> it's all right well orange is the story of six high school friends who receive letters from themselves 10 years in the future well, most of them receive these letters, as one of the gang isn't around 10 years in the future to write them. Uh-oh. Now you see why we refer to this as the sadness fiesta. Orange is all about love, loss, life, death, and regret. Could you change the future for someone else if you knew what was going to happen? Naho and her friends are about to find out throughout the course of this series' 13 episodes. And just for reference sake, Orange is adapted from a manga and a live-action movie, both of which I know at least I've completed. So if I talk about its other formats, it, I'm not just talking out of my ass. I've actually seen and read them. Ugh, I've seen Orange three times. My ovaries hurt. 
I've, I've at least watched the Japanese... I was following it during the summer um, simulcast season, so I have seen the entirety of the show as well. So, I've only Megan seen and Noah, the... you haven't seen the end, right? No, we've only, no, only seen I the, the dubbed seen episode. The end, but yeah, I'm only, like... Yeah, I have not seen the end of the show. But... I was going to watch it last season, um, but then I got busy watching my seasonal stuff so i didn't get to well, well boy aren't you in for a goddamn ride yeah we're it's, it's okay it's my ovaries it's healthy your ovaries will hurt my Can ovaries will be in pain like, wait a minute uh, you no. don't have ovaries you don't have ovaries can, hey so that is can discrimination I just, can i just spoil it right off the bat because it's gonna be really hard to get through this episode without saying at the very beginning Number one, I hate the word triggered, but I'm gonna say it right now. If you are triggered by anything that has to do with suicide, um, stop listening. Don't go watch Orange. Mm -hmm. uh, don't do it. I can't explain it any other way, and it's very hard for me to skirt around this issue. Um, yep. But Kakaru fucking killed himself like 10 years in the past. So that's why he's not there 10 years in the future. Yeah. So, just a fair warning, if you're not comfortable with anything discussing suicide, I'd, I'd leave right now. Um, though, probably, it may not come up that, that often, but if you're not a fan of that kind of thing, just skip the show altogether. Um, though, it's, it's, I don't think it's bad, but yeah, if you have problems with it, I wouldn't try and watch it. Um, and I also wouldn't watch it unless you had, like, five boxes of tissues and some crying ice cream with you, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that describes about half of the shows that Japan puts out these days. Even if it's not yeah. sad, it, it still make you cry because it's so beautiful. Yeah. But anyways. Alright, well let's get this show on the road. Um, let's talk about the director and the writer first. And unlike the last time I hosted one, we actually have a writer for this episode. Um, did anybody have any predictions? I did and I got them wrong. I did too and I got them wrong. I did three, I and I got them wrong. I did none because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sorry, we can all Megan be did it again! See, it's Schrodinger's dubcast. See, Megan didn't make a prediction, so she didn't get it wrong, which makes her more right than the rest of us. I wouldn't have gotten this right either if I did make a prediction, so I'll say who I probably would have done. I am a little surprised who they did get, but anyway. Uh, so, Gigi, who did you predict were going to write and direct this show? Well, I barely ever predict a writer, so I didn't do one, but my directing choices were Caitlin Glass, Cliff Chapin, and Mike McFarlane, both of whom I believe are doing other shows, right? I don't know what Mike McFarlane's doing. All three of them are, yes. Mc McFarlane yeah. is actually on Trickster. Oh, okay. He's, oh, on, right. he's on another simuldub this season, so he is directing something. Um, Cliff, uh, we're not going to say because it's actually going to be an episode later on mm -hmm. from our lineup this season, and then Caitlin, of course, is doing season two of Show by Rock. Woohoo! Which all of you should go watch. <laughs> yeah. And buy um, the plushies. I guess I'll go next. So I had two writers, one director. Uh, in terms of the writers, um, I kind of went with some rather obvious ones, especially with the content and the material of the show itself. So I had Bonnie Clunkenbeard and Clint Bickham um, as possible writer choices. And then the ADR director. The reason why I did this choice um, is the direct the Japanese director for Orange also is the director for Steinsgate? So I figured let's bring the English director of Steinsgate over to Orange, that being Colleen Clunkenbeard. So I put Colleen here for Orange as my director prediction. That's interesting. If I would have made a prediction, 
writer, I probably would have said, Bonnie, your team, really? Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> God. Oh, Lord, my voice. Still, it's been two weeks, guys, and I'm still not better. <laughs> um, I would say director, I probably would have picked... God, I'm trying to think of dramas that I have on my show. Probably would have said, like, Caitlyn or, um... Yeah, probably Caitlyn. Maybe Mike. Excuse mm. <clears throat> me. And Noah, how about you? I have to go based on shows that I've seen already. And given Funimation's repertoire for giving this crew to do uh, high school shows, which Orange very much is, I decided to grab the director and the writer from Assassination Classroom. So the director for that one was our favorite teach us how to voice act, Joel McDonald. And the writer for that one was Megan's favorite punching boy, J. Michael Tatum. Okay, I don't shit on him that wow. much. Wow, no. you'd really the guy does Tatum, some... like writing a serious show. I did, well... because here's the thing is that even though the content is very serious, it's supposed to be a realistic high school scenario where there's uh, lots of background chatter and people are having these sort of like ad-libbed conversations like you would hear in a real high school. If you would take a camera, break into your old high school and just film people having background conversations, it wouldn't sound so stiff and theatrical. It would sound, you know, spontaneous and silly and kind of Tatum-y. Well, funny story, Tatum is writing something this season, and it is a serious show, but we're not talking about it right now. Right, right. So, as we said, we all got it wrong. So, who could po Who didn't so who, we pick? Who, we got, Gigi. Who, who could, you know, who, who could we do this with? Well, let me just tell you, is a director and writer team that are near and dear to my heart, because they also directed and wrote First Love Monster, if you can believe this fucking shit. The director is Jerry Jewell, and our writer... Oh, God, no, why? ...is my step by Jamie Markey. <laughs> that surprised me so much. How did she write this? I don't get it. I don't either. And it's so done. Well done. Huh. Huzzah! It's like reined her oh. in and said, Alright, Jamie, you do good job on the, the etchy titty time shows, but we're gonna put you on a show with no titties so, and no fun whatsoever. So for those who aren't familiar with Jerry or Jamie's work, Gigi, what other stuff have they directed and written? Well, I Jerry Jewell, other than First Love Monster, he has directed the horrific Blood Sea, which, why does that exist? Uh, free Eternal Summer. Don't, don't, Buzz, because, don't tell Hardy that. He'll fight you. <laughs> because clamp, gotta make that oh clamp God, money. I that's why. That hate that show. Anyway. Um, free Eternal Summer, Kamisama Kiss and Kamisama Kiss Season 2, and Megan's favorite show, Seraph of the End. Well, Yay! Jamie Markey has done such lovely, trashy shows that I adore, like Happy Panic. Birthday, Mama! <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh, yes! <laughs> Special appearance by Megan's mom, everybody. Oh my god. Mom. Happy birthday to you. Anyway, you mom, just don't do that, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this better. Anyway, uh, what other stuff has Jamie uh, written? <laughs> the lovely trash that Jamie Markey has written includes Panty and Stocking, Baca and Zez, Space Dandy. My personal favorite, Yamada's first time, and of course, oh the show with the nickname we're not allowed to say on this podcast, Brothers Conflict. Ah. Can I actually add one more thing that Jamie's written, and it kind of 
leads a little bit into how I feel about the script. Um, Terror and Resonance. Jamie is the writer for Terror and Resonance, actually. Oh. Um, yep. So this is not her first foray into the drama fiesta. Um, and, it, and Terror and Resonance probably isn't the first one either, but I kind of feel like this script for Orange, as well as the direction, is really, really faithful to the material and what it's going with. Just to keep it still rather straight and narrow, um, in terms of all of the content that's going on, all of the sad things going on, and the feels. And I think the script, honestly, just works really well, as well as the direction so far. So I personally have to give props to both Jerry and Jamie for this one. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Go for it. It would be, be really easy to uh, make this into uh, almost a farcical uh, interpretation yeah. if they weren't being sincere about the content. Like, you've got you got melodrama going on. There's a lot of melodrama in this. Like, the concept of making a lunch for a boy you like and not having the courage to tell him you made it, maybe to us and in our, like, you know, mid-20s, we think to ourselves, that, that's not a big deal. Just go up to him and give the guy the lunch. But at that age, it is the most terrifying thing on the planet. It is filing for your first mortgage or going to outer space. And But they pull it off really well. Yeah. They really do, honestly. Yeah, I thought, like, the directing was very straightforward. The writing is very, very faithful to the original anime. Um, the only thing I wish they would have done, which is, like, a writing choice, is I wish they would have dubbed more of the letters. Like, instead of just having the subtitles where you had to read what was in the letter, mm. I wish they would have written mm -hmm. out, like, what the letter's saying in English and had the actors say it. Um, in the Japanese, they didn't do that. They made you read it. But if I'm going to watch an English dub, I don't want to read any subtitles. So I just kind of wish they would have dubbed the letters. But other than that, they're doing a really great job being faithful to the source material. Yeah, the yeah I mean, go the letters, I mean, go being faithful to the material. And you just said the Japanese, they didn't really read the letters at the same time. <laughs> they're still kind of sticking to that, um, which which is nice. They're just trying to make it nice and simple because honestly if i don't mind that they don't read all the letters only because it would probably just be constant annoyance and like kind of break the mood of the certain scenes that go on that's just my opinion but well it uh, works out okay if the subtitles are on the screen long enough um i, yeah. I kind of agree with gg in that sometimes they go by so quickly you kind of have to rewind to reread it again or sometimes I, I don't know if you guys had this problem but when i was watching it on my roku tv Sometimes the subtitles wouldn't even show up under the text, so I'm just looking at a block of kanji, and I don't know what it's supposed to say. Yeah, I have that I too. did have that. Yeah, so that, that's more of a fault, though, on the streaming service, probably, than the actual uh, scriptwriters of the show. But, yeah, I do agree that having them read the letter... Uh, and Naho's the only one who reads the letters, actually, because it's all from her, her ten future self to current self that's reading them. For now. For, for now, now, yeah. Up until I, I'm sorry again. Only seen up to episode four, so if I got something wrong there, I. No, uh, I know. I I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'd like to I'm blame the economy. Okay, <laughs> Me Megan. I'm sorry. I'm still dying of embarrassment over here. <laughs> Come back to you. Run. Realize that's pro you realize that's probably going to end up in the episode, right? Yeah. Don't go run in front of a truck. It's not worth it. Oh god damn it! Don't run in front I of a tree. I have a balloon that's just floating here. It's got a string. If I can wrap it around my neck, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Megan. 
Megan. Please don't. We, we need you for the Yuri on oh. Ice episode. Damn, I still, she's going to fucking run in on that one now. <laughs> I'll, I'll give her a call and make sure she does that. M- Megan, how do you feel about directing and writing on the orange? <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it did. Awful. It did happen. I don't know what to say right now. I'm, I'm just dead inside. <laughs> God damn it. Listen, cockaroo. Cheer the fuck up. I'll make you a lunch. <laughs> I got Snoopy Onigiri molds. Let's go. <laughs> You can borrow. No, I really like the direction on the show. I don't really know what to say because you've all said it for me. (laughs) About to say, Gigi, you can borrow my Utena uh, bento box. I have my own Utena bento box. Thank you. Oh, good. I need to because mine is currently a jewelry box, so I need another (laughs) one. That's so shiny. But no, I I really like the directing, and I was gonna say thank you for bringing up Terror and Resonance as a thing. Yeah. Because I remember I really liked the script for that, and I I think Jerry Jewell's doing a really good job. I'm just surprised Jerry Jewell didn't accidentally cast himself as somebody in this show. Accidentally. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts himself as a background character at some point, but... He's going to probably find, like, the nicest single... Like, the nicest person, like, one-off character he can, because that's what he likes to play. (laughs) Like... I, I don't know how to tell this story, but I was actually watching a commentary for another show he directed, Sarah for the End. Of course you About were. how... Shut up. <laughs> it's a good show, so I have heard, but I can't verify because I didn't have to watch it at Yomacad. You have to watch it eventually, though. <laughs> only, eventually. Only if Megan remembers it next time. Anyway. Megan, continue your story. <sighs> Kakaru is... Megan's brain is not available at this moment. <laughs> oh, if you'd like to leave a message, please wait for the cries of a weeaboo. <laughs> Good afternoon, I'll Megan. I'll letter. It's fine. This is your mental tax collector calling to tell you that you are overdue on your taxes for this year. We accept payments in ranting about and all of the shit. And hang up the phone. Delete. <laughs> That's what you should do Delete. with all telemarketers. Delete. Oh, Megan, God. do you remember what you were saying now? Jerry Jewell accidentally casted himself as Shinya because he was thought he was a nice guy, thought he was only going to show up for one episode, and then when season two came, he's like, well, shit. <laughs> Good job. Go, Jerry. He's like, I don't know. I thought he was just going to be this one-off character like Savit and Justin Cook, so I put myself there, and then it just turned out he was a main character. Wrong. Did something like that happen when they were casting... Something like that happened when they were casting the English dub of the first Pokemon season where the ADR director cast himself as Squirtle and thought, oh, I'm not going to be... No, it was one of the other Pokemon, too, and he thought he wasn't going to be in another episode, but he was because it's Pokemon and it's 5,000 episodes long, so we had to keep doing it for the rest of the show. Dumbass. Anyway. All right, well, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to some adulting that we would have here. Um, because they were in the press release, I guess we're going to talk about Naho's mom and dad, even though they're really only, yeah, they're the only adults and they say about four lines each, but Hey, you know, whatever works. Well, they're the only, yeah. I mean, we have to talk about them because the, the people who are playing those roles are like the, the most high profile actors probably in the cast. It's true. Well, I'd say, I'd probably say safe for like two at the very least. Hmm. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't have any predictions for them because really they say about four lines in the entire series, so. Yeah, I didn't predict anything for these two either. Megan, did you have predictions? Nah. Okay, alright, I guess I'm the only one. Okay, 
Um, I also didn't really make predictions, and then I saw who they were actually cast as, and so I said, okay, fine, I need to write down someone. So I thought, okay, um, I, I say Naho's mom is voiced by Florence Henderson from the Brady Bunch, and I say that Naho's dad is voiced by John Goodman. Oh, God wow. damn it. <laughs> because they, they both wow. played parent, uh, TV parents, and they've done voice acting before, so it's a... Uh, Sure, uh, Funimation's getting in the act of bringing in A-list celebrities now. Okay, we'll go that's, with it. Did I get rich. it right? Did I get it right? No, sorry. You said you you said you looked at it before you even talked about those two. So what do you think? Maybe the hey, the whole world's going to crazy these days. Anything could happen. Fair oh enough. Lord. Gigi, who are the mom and dad? Well, in real life, um, Naho's mom is played by <laughs> Caitlin Glass. And Nahu's, and Nahu's dad is played by Sonny Straight, who plays it straight Yay. for one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, if, boy. If you have never heard of these fine and lovely people, um, Caitlin Glass is uh, Winry in Full Metal Alchemist. She's Haruhi in everyone's favorite reverse harem or in High School Host Club. She's Petra in Attack on Titan. She's Kyoko Kirigiri <laughs> in Danganronpa. She's Retory in everybody's favorite in this podcast thing, Show by Rock. Woo! And she's also the queen of Love Live Sunshine. And then <laughs> yeah. Sunny Straight is Koro Sensei in Assassination Classroom. He's Usopp in One Piece. And along with many other things in the show that's everybody's favorite new reverse harem, He's Julie the Squirrel in Brothers Conflict. God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> not allowed to say what the show is called internally. No! Let's not let's not ruin uh Joel Joel's reputation. <laughs> We're not throwing Joel We're not under throwing the bus. Joel under We're the bus. We're not throwing Joel under one. the bus, even though we just said his name three times. So what <laughs> We didn't say the name of the show at least though, so he's good there. <laughs> What did you guys think of mom and pops here? They're okay. They, they were exist. mom and dad. They exist. <laughs> they, they've I got put... color in their voice, and we know who they are, so they they good. I said, "Sunny straight, straight, playing it straight." And I said, "Caitlin Glass, sad that she has been relegated to mom roles." Caitlin well, Glass, she's still playing pl- a great mom who doesn't interrupt her daughter on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Someone's mom. <laughs> well, this isn't the first time that Caitlin Glass has played a mom, though. I know. But I, I mean, I'm well, she, I mean, she's the most milk. infamous mom from the past couple of years. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's Nagi's mom. Egg, she's mommy dear. Yeah, that one. That motherfucker. Oh, God. She said, no more wire hangers. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. I just, I literally sent her a tweet that said, no more wire hangers, and she laughed. Oh, my God. That's Most people bad. look at me and they're like, why do you know what that means? It's a reference to. <laughs> There is a How section in hell for you. I know what that's a reference to. I know there's a section in hell for me, Noah. I have VIP seating and free Netflix. Do you want to come? <laughs> hey, if, Netflix, if hell gets Netflix, then that may not be so bad after all. Oh my yeah, god. It's Netflix, Crunchyroll, and Funimation. Heaven gets white guys who want to electrocute the, cra- the gay out of kids. Oh god oh, damn god. it. Can we, can we move on? Yep. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Way off topic. We're going to uh, Hueda, that little slut, who wasn't in the past. Bad bitch. Bad bitch. she was until about ten minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but she is the girl who dates Kakaru. What a whore. Um, I didn't have any predictions for her because I didn't get that far. But did anybody else? 
I didn't make official predictions, but I made a couple of potential guesses while I was watching the dub yesterday before I heard it. Um, I guess I'll say them. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, potentially, um, that it was either could possibly be Terry Doty. Or um, because she is writing the show and she and they wanted to put her in there somewhere, I also thought maybe Jamie Markey would be want, would be a choice for Ueda too, but of course I'm fucking wrong. That would have been I good. Could, I could have seen Jamie doing that. She she's got lovable, hateful person down pretty well. Mm-hmm. Jamie likes playing slutty characters. <laughs> exactly. Ueda's well, I mean, not quite a slut. She's just. She uh, she's a she's jealous. A bitch. She just likes playing. She's a, one. Jealous she's a bitch. Girl. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. Funny you should say yeah. that because for my prediction, I actually went with everyone's favorite bitch, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean that's her actual name. And I thought of Bitch Sensei from Assassination Classroom, who was Martha voiced by Harms. Martha Harms. Oh God, that would have oh, been fun. That would have been like, hey, Professor Bitch is back. Well, uh. My prediction is fuck you, that's why. Right. <laughs> Wait, let me write that down. <laughs> fuck you, that's why. Alright, just anyway. say uh, who's on first sketch. Uh, no. <laughs> he's our third, no. he's our shortstop. He's our shortstop. Anyway. Well, we were anyway. all wrong in our slut predictions, and uh, since it wasn't me who voiced the slut in this episode, um, I can tell you that it was Tia Ballard, who I would uh-huh. not have ever guessed this. Um, Me neither. But Tia Ballard, as I look up her right now, was in Selector Infected Wickross as Hitoe, who is definitely not a slut. Um, she is Kitsune in Show by Rock, which looks like a fox or something to that effect. Um, do, 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 I don't know. I know she's, she's not Nanami a me. She's not a me. Kamisama Kiss, not a slut. Yeah. She's um, somebody she's in Bento who's not the slutty one. And, yeah, because, um, be- and because we know this was recorded the other day, she is in Izetta the Last Witch. Yeah, she's um, she's the reporter in Izetta the Last Witch who is from the United States of Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Don't know her name, but yes. She's also Megumi well, she, and Shiki. Oh, fuck that role. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that happy one. Happy the Cat. Yeah, that was my last one. How could I possibly forget Happy the Cat in Fairy Tale? Um, but yeah, oh, so what do we think about Slutbag Hueda? <laughs> she is a jealous bitch, and it works. Yeah, it's a. Be- think- Speaking of Peach Girl, it's a believable uh, high school girl who cares about getting the man, screwing the other girls, and being number one. It's very different than what I've seen. Tia's roles have become are slowly becoming a lot more diverse than what we're used to now, and that's something I can really appreciate, especially with like Ueda here and the reporter from Musetta, because I have been watching Musetta too. So her roles are becoming much more diverse, and I really like and appreciate that. I heard her say one yep. line. She was good, not slutty enough for me, but you know I'm biased. <laughs> Well, did you did you did you get to see the fight that she and Kakadu had? No, I didn't get there. I stopped in the middle of episode oh. three because I didn't think we were it, gonna do her. So, well, well it, it's actually that's where she it proves to me that she's actually done really good with it. Okay, good. Yeah. So I will yeah, take your word so for it. I she like be, she's uh, she's that much of a jealous bitch. She can be that much. Yeah. of a jealous bitch. So. I believe her exact <laughs> her exact line is, "I don't like it when you talk to other girls." Yep. Ooh. Which we we've Ooh. we've all had that that girl, right? I've been that oh, yeah. girl. 
<laughs> or you've I been that girl. I was near that girl last night. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway. Megan, Anyways. do you have anything to say about the slut bag, Hueda? <laughs> Poor Tia. Tia's not a slut bag. I like her. This character. I know. I, I don't know. I didn't get that. I got to episode three, but I didn't get as far as the rest of you. So yeah. It's about uh, so, so for all you so, know, she's the best person in the cast. Ten out of ten would slut again. Ten out of ten would slut again. <laughs> Sounds like my Saturday night. All right, let's move on. <laughs> and transition. Right. So let's and now we're, now we're actually now we're actually going into the actual six characters of the show that are important. Yes, I know we it's have a- about an hour. I think we can do this ten minutes apiece, guys. All right. Woo! So oh, first no. up in our group of six, we're going to talk about Hagita, and this is the guy with glasses <laughs> who is sort of the comic <laughs> relief. Um, you know, he's the guy with the glasses, so you'll be able to tell who my prediction is in about three, two, oh, one. No. Tatum! But he switched yep. to contacts, so, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I had some predictions for our good friend Hagita. I had two, and they were both wrong. I have none, because I'm a piece of shit. At least you're not I a slut bag. I have two, and they're both wrong as well. I had one, and it's gonna make Lilac squeal like a little girl. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, I'll go with mine first, because it was clearly the lowest hanging fruit on both counts. Um, clearly, the first one was J. Michael Tatum, because he has glasses. And the second one was the dude from Cheer Boys, who wears glasses, whose name I can't remember. Oh, Jared, Jared Green? Green? Yeah. He, he, I'm gonna, can I segue into that? Yeah. Because my two predictions, one was Jared Green. Woo! So we're good there. And my other one was Rico Fajardo. My goal with these six, my goal with these main six characters was um, to try and find younger, newer voices, but also ones that aren't utilized that often. I tried to stay away from the obvious choices that could fill in here. And when we get to, there's a few that I put obvious ones in here for, but um, when we get to one in particular, I might get a little bit salty. Um, but, <laughs> Me too. I'm yeah, expecting but, Gigi to go full sultry. But you weren't, but, ro- you weren't wrong. Well, you weren't wrong about trying to guess of uh, being uh, lesser cast characters because of the main six, I think only one of them is one that I like could uh, remember off the top of my head as being in other roles. The rest of them, not so much. Yeah. Only two, yeah. I would think, would be more well-known compared to the other four, but we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, my two were all still Jared Green, like Gigi, but I also had Rico Fajardo as well. It, it would work. Like a drier... Uh, put upon character who drives his brother's minivan. Yeah, and it's funny, especially in Jared Green's case, because it was his performance in Cheer Boys that made me think of Hagita here. <laughs> yeah. Low hanging so, fruit is low hanging fruit. I know, right? Noah, did you have anything? I did. Um, uh, the character in a previous show that this made me think of was, um, I don't quite know why, but it made me think of Oscar. From the Loop in the Third, the woman called Fujiko Mine series. God damn it, I and, know where this is going. And that was, of course, say it with me, Lilac, Josh Greeley. Josh Greeley. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> 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 so, Josh yeah. Greeley, if you if you listen to this podcast, could you please come to <laughs> Anime Boston next year? <laughs> please. You, you will, no, you will be you, loved. Can you, no, no. Can you stay away from Anime Boston? Because I know if you do, and everybody... A good amount of people from Dub Talk do go. I'm not gonna hear the Damn. end of it. 
Exactly. I'm not even the fucking end of this girl. Who made an ass out of herself? This girl. You oh, loved yeah. every second of it, though. We enjoyed sure watching did. you and Ian together. That that was a joy, and it didn't cost us a penny. <laughs> anyway, Megan, did you have any possible ideas? Um. Uh, hold on a second. Um. Um. My prediction, if I would have gone for one, probably would have been Jared Green. Yeah! Alright, three for three. Three out of four. This is, we're the cheer boys girls. This is what we do sometimes. Um, yep. Well, since so three... This is Dub Talk. Well, since three so of the four... people actually have? It must have been Jared Green, right? No. It must no. Have no. Oh. Actually, um, it's this guy, and we're all wrong. His name is Dave Trosco. Yeah. Yay, Dave Trosco! <laughs> and uh, the things that I found him in, because, you know, I never know anything that anybody's in, he was Spain in Hitalia. He was yep. Gurren yep. in Seraph of the End. Oh, my God. Woo! By the way, that was a show that he watches with his wife and his son. Wow. <laughs> I, that was their Wednesday nights where they would watch Sarah for the end together. Yikes. No, the one role. No, his wife loves it. You picked those roles. The one role that I knew him from was as Imadori from School Rumble. And this is the complete opposite of that role because Imadori in School Rumble is like the ladies' man. I only go out with girls with double D cups, man. And I can tell what size they are just by looking at them. Which I is think Dave Trosco is my favorite performance of this show so far. Really? Oh, really? yeah. He was also Honestly, in Dance I with Devils, so. P.S. He doesn't really oh, have right, that many he lines. Was. He doesn't really have any lines, but the way it's... <laughs> part of it's also on Jerry, too. But the way it's delivered, it's just perfect. It's like a dry sense of humor, weird comedy thing. The rules of comedy, if you don't know what they are. <laughs> of Japanese comedy, no, more than anything else. No, the little, the little bit where... um. Hagita is trying to teach Kakeru about the rules of comedy, and he's on a desk on all fours like a fucking cat for some <laughs> stupid reason. With his ass up. Well, his ass up, making the weirdest <laughs> face. It worked. I really liked it a lot, honestly. I love Dave Trosco in this one. I think it's really funny that you said that, because I think the exact opposite. Like I said, really? yeah, he's not bad, but he needs a better comedic tone and better comedic timing. Like, I didn't get any of it from him. I just got dry. I think that's the point in Hagita, though. I know, but it wasn't funny yeah. to me. Well, I agree. I, I agree think too. Everything is funny, so. Well, nice. It. I don't. I agree. It wasn't funny in that it made me laugh out loud, but it made me like the character. Like I, I kind of like him. I'm the Venn diagram in the middle of both of Lilac and Gigi's uh, assessment because it is so. You feel kind of bad for the guy being the high school student who gets is put upon he can't play soccer very well he's the dry one and he has to wear glasses like his entire life is just being beat up upon <laughs> the poor guy I that toy. megan how do you feel i, that toy. I loved it yeah see i'm the only really deflector like yep but it's okay it's not as bad i'm really out of it holy shit <laughs> Girl, have a Red Bull. <laughs> have an it orange juice. Wings. Oh, no. Orange Red Bull. <laughs> God damn it. Wow. Anyway. Have a screwdriver. Anyway. Hold on, I have an idea. I mean, I don't know where the name of the show came from. I, I thought orange was like, because when you cut an orange, it's in like six slices, and the cast is made up of six characters. No. God damn it, Noah. <laughs>
I sure has nothing to do with that orange juice in episode three. No. no. Damn it. Nothing to do with that. If, Speaking of the rest of the cast. If you want me to spoil you, I can tell you where the orange comes from. No, um, no, no, no. I... Isn't it because it's his favorite color or something? No, it's when they go to this mountain, they want to watch the sunset, and the sunset is orange. So that's why uh, it's called orange. It's very sensitive. I like my explanation better. I'm going to stick with my bait. explanation. Tissue bait. All right, let's move on. Let's go to a girl now. Let's do a girl, guys. Um, yes, okay. let's do the girl. Woo! Let's be a lesbian. Yuri on ice. Let's do Azusa. Azusa oh, Azusa is like my spirit animal. Oh, she's the really annoying one. Yes. But yes. in a good way. <laughs> the slight, slight blonde with the ponytail. I almost could have. Ah, uh, looking at my predictions, I almost got another girl right. No offense, she's like my least favorite one. Aww. She would be me if I were in this anime, other than the slut bag. Um, Are you sure you wouldn't be the slut bag? Megan, how no, could I'd you probably be the slut bag? Um, but Azusa is the one with the ponytail. Her family owns a bakery. She's always like, rah, rah, let's do this, let's do that. And she's kind of annoying. She's really loud. I, have... I think in the I think in the future she's married to Hagita, actually. No, she's not. I don't think I anyone... thought she is. They never no, got only, together. Only Naho and Sawa are uh, together. Or Suwa are no, together. No, I think I think I think the two of them got together. Well, well, do, head cannon. They got together. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, the other girl's just really gay and became her own. The other girl's friend. a power lesbian. She's great. She's Jay in Mystic Messenger. She. Anyway, from the other side. Anyway, um, so I had two guesses. They were both really wrong. Same. How, how can you be really wrong? Wrong is just I mean, you're either right or you're wrong. I thought I could be sort of right, but these were really off. Okay. I'm kick I'm kicking myself in the in the past because the predictions I had for um at least two out of the three girls. They're the right actresses, but in the wrong places. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I, ha I pulled one of those. You pulled a Megan. I pulled a Megan. <laughs> so, I may as well say mine. Yep. So, the two that I had, in this case, Sarah Ragsdale and Jeannie Tirado. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I, I do not recognize either of those names you just said. Um, you will in a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, and I had... And I also went with the, um, the over-the-top, energetic, Genki girl role. And even though uh, her pitch is a bit higher than the Japanese was, you gotta go with Monica Rial. Eh. I mean, come on, who could pull off that? Who else but... I can see it working, but I'm like... Again, I'm more of the opinion, like, get the younger generation in here on the show. I, here, I agree, I went, too. I went super old school, because I did Lucy Christian... Hoping oh, against wow. hope, oh. and uh, Alexis Tipton. Well, that's not a bad. I mean, uh, Lucy was just in uh, My Hero Academia, so that's I mean, she's why still I was active. holding out hope that maybe she'd do something else, but that didn't happen. My guess would have probably been T. Ballard, cause I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this maybe mom, maybe maybe Felicia, Tia Ballard <laughs> slash maybe by Felicia mom. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so uh, of course, we were all wrong about Azusa, and she is really played by the lovely Sarah Wiedenhaft. I Woo! don't know who that is. So oh, I looked up. I knew who that is, and that surprises me that this is her. <laughs> um, Sarah Wiedenhaft is Ruby in Love Life Sunshine, and then she plays 
a bunch of named roles in a shit ton of terrible anime. So there's Undine in <laughs> Divine Gate, Monica in Heavy Object, and Aika in Show Mean Sample, just to name a few. She's, She's al- also in a really good anime called Grimgar Fantasy and Ash as Shihuru. Yep. She's, right, She's also in a really good video game called Honey Pop as Celeste oh, the Alien. <laughs> Aaron Disney, did you There it is. That was, the only, that was the only role on this list I recognized. I was like, I don't know any of these anime roles. Let me check the non-anime roles. Oh, hey, I played that game. Not that I wanted to. <laughs> of course. Of course you have. Of course you mm-hmm. have. So uh, what did we think of Miss Azusa? It's very different than what I'm used to hearing Sarah play. It is. Which I really good. Which I like. It is entertainingly annoying. It's very easy to have an annoying character who is not fun at all, but this one is just that right touch of likably annoying. At least I thought so. Yeah, I have never heard her in anything. So I said, OMG, she is too much Valley Girl and too high-pitched and whiny. But when she grows up, it's perfect. So maybe she should have done Big Girl Azusa through the whole thing. I don't know. Mm, No, I I think it worked out. Here's the thing is that in order to have a good uh, dynamic cast with with six different cast members, everyone has to have a slightly different voice. And so none of the girls sound alike, and luckily none of the boys sound quite alike. So it's okay yep. for Azu to have, for Sarah to give her more high-pitched, almost valley girl-ish, my family makes bread, and y'all's gonna eat this stuff. Y'all's gonna eat my bread. That's what I said. I mean, I'm just, she brought, like, different roles, and it's like, there's curry, there's sweet bean paste, and I'm like... Those things individually, they sound good. I don't know how they good they taste in a bun, this though. This bitch rolling in the dough. Oh, okay. God damn it. Oh, God. Apparently. Somebody sing Adele right now. Never she mind. She could have had it all. <laughs> rolling <laughs> in the <laughs> dough. God damn it. Anyway. <sighs> Dub talk, the you musical. my heart in hand and Again. you need it. It can't be an episode if I don't sing something. Megan, Megan A, what did you think about Azusa? I wanted to dunk her into a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) But she's so cute. Well, not cute, but she's so lovably annoying. Eh, She was lovably annoying, and I thought she did a really good job, and I was very, very happy because Sarah Whedon have did a fantastic job. Yeah. Again, very she, different than what I've heard her before until now. She, so, she definitely got yeah. to have the most fun of all the cast members. I still think Azusa is a piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Azua did nothing wrong. Hashtag. Oh, God. Well, uh, let's move on from the one piece of trash and let's do another girl. So let's do Takako. And she is like the model-y, very cool, like, and collected one. She's very tall. She's very quiet-ish. So I like her. Takako for best girl. (laughs) I'm still Um, in Camp Azu. Hey, I like Pinkie Pie for My Little Pony, so I'm definitely going to go Team Azu. All right, oh, so Lord. I had... Oh, no wonder you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's crying in the They were both wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Ollie's crying in the background because his dad likes My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> I had two predictions for um, Takako, and I'm so wrong. I had one prediction and also got it very wrong. I 
if I would have made a prediction, I honestly probably would have got it. Actually, I don't know if I would have got this one wrong. I'm going to say that yes. Yes, you would have. I see the future in an alternate dimension, and Megan got this one wrong. In the letter from the future, the answer In the letter from the future, wrong. an alternate dimension. Megan also, however, took us all on a fabulous cruise to the Bahamas, and we had a great time nonetheless. Oh, my God. Good. Actually, we would have a pretty bitchin' cruise. That we oh would. Oh, my God. It would be so fantastic. Let's go. So Job who's going cruise. first? Oh, God. All right. So uh, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> Um, for my, my boo, Takako, I picked Colleen Clinkenbeard and Whitney Rogers, who I have been Ooh. putting a lot of places lately, and I couldn't tell you one damn thing she's been in. Um, Defrag and Maria the Virgin Witch. Defrag, that's why. Okay. Next, on the Wheel I, of Shame. On my Wheel of Shame, I also, uh, on the same camp, you did Colleen, I also went in the same camp of the low uh, lower-voiced, um, sultry almost actresses in this case uh everyone's favorite trina nishimura and i think i finally learned to pronounce that correctly Woohoo! um i went with morgan garrett and don bennett yay but don't they usually do like more uh peppy upbeat characters instead not all the time not you... morgan garrett not morgan garrett and don bennett if you've ever seen uh sky wizards academy not Don Bennett. <laughs> Holy shit! I would. You told if me. I didn't I've hate never that show, Sky I would Wizards be gay Academy. for. Oh wait, no! Good. I wanted to hit Don Bennett's character with. A yeah, crap. you all told us never to watch Sky Wizards. Yeah, Megan. Friends don't let friends watch. Sky exactly. Wizards. <laughs> so, so Megan, who like you said, you think you might have gone, you you would have gotten it right. I potentially, because she probably would have been my third choice, but the other two choices, I would think, I also would have gone Morgan Garrett. Mm -hmm. The other one I might have gone was potentially Elizabeth Maxwell. Okay. Yep. Oh, she would have been good. Because Elizabeth Maxwell plays my waifu. Yeah, Bishamon. So, so Megan, because you almost well, got it right. Well, my other waifu before her. Because <laughs> <laughs> you almost got okay, it right. Look, I have, I'll let you I say have it. two waifus. I have two waifus, and they're both played by Elizabeth Maxwell. Okay. <laughs> I thought Akira Mato was your waifu. Okay, two okay, two of them are Elizabeth Maxwell, one's Morgan Garrett. <laughs> I, I don't think that we I don't think polygamy is legal in this country. I have a really big it crush on Ymir from Attack on Titan. Ah. Oh right, yep. I can't blame right. you for that though. Alright, Megan, because you almost got it right, you can say who it is. <laughs> I probably would have actually gone with Judy Toronto. Woo for all Yeah, remember it right. You Remember and your when I Rico. said I almost got, like, I put two people in the wrong places? Genie's one of them. Because <laughs> I, I put Genie as Azusa. Uh, oh, man. I put Genie well, as, I, I predicted Genie as Azusa, of course, and I got that fucking wrong. Oh, well. <laughs> well what could have been? Toronto, if you don't know who she is, she is uh, somebody in another anime we're not going to spoil. She Yay! Is... I'm excited oh, about Oh, that one. <laughs> yep. Rico in Love Life Sunshine. She is Lamorak in Divine Gate. She is Yume in Grimgar. Hakua in Shomin Sample. And the same as Sarah Wiedenhoff. She plays a lot of named characters in a lot of shitty anime. Because someone's got to do it. Right? I mean, as long as you get paid, that's all that matters. <laughs> you get um, paid in the, the tears of fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for Takako, I just wrote a big giant heart. And I put, I love her voice. <laughs> 
she is so deadpan and cool. Please marry me. It'll be fine. We can move to Utah. Oh my god. <laughs> Why Utah? I think, I think um so she can marry her and work and bury and it'll be okay. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I I think um both Jeannie and Sarah, they're the two that I enjoyed a lot because this is they're this these worlds are very different from what I've heard from them previously, honestly. So I enjoy G in Jeannie's case, I do enjoy her a lot, it's time to go. Even though she doesn't really have like um uh, like Higato, he doesn't have. She doesn't have a lot of lines in the show either. She probably was like, no, but you, you, "Yeah, I want her to talk more as of right now." But I feel it, like she may in other episodes. But, uh, again, because up to episode four in the dub, at least. Well, but it. Yes, yeah, she is. She talks she's a little very bit passionate. more. It, it's she's a good. She's very passionate. And cares about her friends. It's great. Right. It's a good contrast to the other uh, the other girls in the group. It's it's not quite as droll as I would have liked. Like uh, when I look at. Uh, the character model, I think of, like, the archetypal voice that would go with that. I kind of think of Tara Strong as Raven from Teen Titans and how she's got, like, this this low, rolling ass. I still can't believe that's fucking her. God damn. Uh, Tara Strong is Raven? You can't believe that? It's been, like, ten no, years. No, not after... Shut up. Yes, Teen Titans is ten years old now. Don't you people feel old? Oh, my God. I and I mean old. the, the TV show. I'm 45 now. Not the comic. I mean the TV show. You say you're 45. Is this what a mid-20s... Yes. <laughs> Megan's so, going through her quarter life crisis. It's terrible. I, I couldn't stand and she's my she's only she's only been 25 for several hours now. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't even been one whole day and I'm already going through a thing. <laughs> oh, we'll make a shit. show out of it. We'll call it Megan on the quarter life crisis anime. You could be you could like have a show on TLC and it will be better than uh what's that show called? Dating Alaskan Girls or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I can't believe Oh, yeah. Like, they There's like a just, lot of As if Alaska is, like, some ethnical outpost. You can date oh an Alaskan God. girl and see Russia from her house. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> anyway. Fucking awful. All right. Anyway, anyway I, I love, about I love fictional Jeannie. dating shows. I love nice. Jeannie as Takako. I love it. Jeannie, I, it, 10 from out what of 10 with Takako again. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So let's move on to, to uh, uh, the least, my put, least favorite. Um, I have to put on my conductor hat on. I have to put on no, my conductor no. hat on. Oh, no. Um, we're about to go on the salt train. But Yay. first, we, we climb aboard. Um, let's talk about my best boy. Oh, best boy. I love him so much. And He's everyone's Sua. best boy. Sua is the Sua best boy. Is, Sua is everyone's best boy. I, I can't deny I that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of like the emo kid. Uh, <laughs> well, he's got to have one. He's got to have one you, fangirl. When you get to the end, you'll understand why Sua is best boy. Yeah, oh. he is. So Sua is like the best friend of everybody. Super soccer star. Want him in my life. Please marry me. Fictional character. I love you, Sua. Um... Would you have his adorable baby? I would have his adorable baby, and I wouldn't care if it looked like me or him. Um, I had two guesses for Sua. They were both wrong. However, none of them are Let who you guess. think it is. No. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, it. I will. Uh, hold on. Come hold on. on. Before we continue, I did not predict Ian Sinclair for one person oh. in this anime. Oh my god. That's I a just shot lost 20 right bucks. There. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> 
And we, we just we, we can't fill that spot on our bingo card today. <laughs> no, we can't. Uh, you it. can't. You can't. But we will mention him shortly. So um, I I'll just say mine to get it out of the way. Um, I picked, shockingly enough, Josh Greeley. <laughs> Whoa! Hello. Really? I know. And I also picked from my reverse harem, um, Justin Pate, because I love. Okay. Him. I have Justin Pate as one of mine. Woo! Uh, my other one. Um, I think Sua and Kakir were the toughest ones for me. In um, Sua's case, aside from Justin Pate, I also put Clifford Chapin in here. Mm. I could see it. Maybe. It all yeah, depends I can on. See it. It, because in the in the show, Sua's uh, is like a taller, athletic character. But the voice, the the original Seiyu gave it a more of a normal pitch sound. It's uh, he's a ten. No, what's the word we're looking for? He's an alto. Is that the term I'm looking for? He's he's not a bass, is what I'm saying. He's a he's tenor. Like, tenor. He is a tenor. Sorry, yes. So, in the English though, to match the design of the character, I thought they would get someone with a bit of a lower voice. Maybe not as low as I had actually predicted, but still like uh, in the bass section of the register. So for. So for Sua, I, I I picked Phil Parson. Why? <laughs> because I. <laughs> what? This, because this all goes back to my theory that if you're gonna have a good group dynamic, all the voices have to be you know, a different from each other to make a well-rounded cast. The all three of the boys have uh, normal anime male protagonist voices, meaning like it's um it's up it's a tenor range, it's kind of like a scrawnier voice to it all. And so I kind of hoped that for Sua they would give someone with like, whose balls had actually dropped. And Phil Parson, uh, particularly for Klaus in uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront, has got some bass in his voice, and that's that's what I wanted. But I, I didn't that's get a little, it. That's a little you know too much bass, I think. Like I didn't I didn't pick Chris Sabat. Okay? And with that I say, bring me my drunk uncle Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. He's played a middle schooler that sounded like his balls. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair, but still. Oh my god. Oh god. Anyway. <laughs> what in the absolute hell? Uh, Gigi, okay. I, I know you and uh, I think Noah are gonna hop on the salt train. I th I'm not well, gonna join you it yet. Is, it is time to hop on the salt train. train. My conductor right. head is on. We're ready to choo-choo the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why does this motherfucker Miles, choo always choo-choo Miles? Fuck. Say it. Gigi was choo-chooing too much right now. So choo-choo motherfuckers, why does this asshole always have to play my best boys? Why? Be nice. Be why nice. Is... Stop it. I am nice. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just like, why is he always my best boys? It's Jason <laughs> Lebrecht. <laughs> if if you didn't know, I'll read some roles and I'll read why I'm the conductor of the salt train last. Um, Jason Lebrecht is Yato in Noragami. Did a fantastic job. I love you, Yato in Noragami. He was Iceland in Hitalia. Again, great job. He was Finian in Black Butler. Again. Uh, no, no, We do no, not talk again. about Finian. <laughs> no, we do not talk about Finian. We don't talk again. about Finian. <laughs> Not horrible. And then... Fuck my life. And then motherfucker...
player played Heath in Prince of Stride, which is a role that clearly should have gone to my husbando number one, Ian Sinclair. Shout out to oh Ian. Oh my god, get over it, it was podcast. fine. GG, GG. Build, like, yes. cry me river, build a bridge, get the fuck over yeah. it. <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta ask, GG, I gotta ask, have you seen Black Cat? No. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay, because he would have been probably your Ooh. best boy in that too, because he plays the lead trained Hartnet in Black Cat as well. Mm. I also have to point out that Jason Lebrecht plays a small demon named Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right, Jason Lebrecht. Have you ever seen it? I'm a motherfucker who owns all of the deep. <laughs> I exist. May ADV rest in peace. Oh God. Um. Oh. So, I do have to say, I'm not going to follow suit on the salt train, but um, I will admit that Jason's was a little bit rough to start with, admittedly, because yes. it's Jason Lebrecht, for God's sakes, yeah. but I kind of got into it a bit more, um, probably by like episode three, by like episode three, I think, I got into it a bit more, so I uh, perfect personally... I think it fits rather well, and going off of what Noah was saying about more of a tenor sound, with a, like fitting a rather tall, athletic build character. He's a giant. Where's your beanstalk? <laughs> he's a he's a giant who eats so much food. But personally, I I like it. Okay, I I've got to say this. He had the one line in the show that was me to a T. And I think it was Azazel that goes, how can you eat so much? He goes, well, sometimes they trick my hunger by drinking soda. I know, right? <laughs> that can't possibly be healthy. And I was like, that was me. That was me in college. Because I had no money <laughs> my last semester of college. I only had $50 a week to get gas. Your mom didn't leave five yen on the table? Internship. <laughs> so I basically, I basically lived off of free subway coupons that my roommate had that she wasn't using. <laughs> And Mellow Yellow. Oh my god. Oh my, you couldn't even wow. afford for actual Mountain Dew? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we had Coke machines. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Wow. Like, like, if you can't skimp for actual Mountain Dew, then you may as well just starve. God. Mellow well, Yellow. Well, okay, so I I'm not gonna, like, pan him too hard, because I thought he did an okay job. Like, I'm just salty. Um, I feel he are... does a fine job. He's kind of gruff. McGruffy pants, Sua. <laughs> Sua, you're uh, still my best boy. I don't care who voices you, but he did a, he did a fine job. I'm just a, the conductor of the salt train. Choo choo. Yes, you are. Okay, let choo -choo, me derail that train. That let me strap some dynamite to the tracks, blow oh up the God. bridge, and eat all of the passengers aboard the salt train. Very what? <laughs> I, I'm I'm combining both the train from Anastasia and the train from Bacano into one here. Anyways. Oh dear lord. So, anyway. I didn't like this performance at first. I, I'm with Lilac too in that it got better. Like it got better over time, but it, it was not, it didn't match the the persona he had. It's a tough persona to catch because he is high energy, which you would think would kind of go to maybe like the more youthful character. And usually the youthful characters are also like the smaller ones, like the, the ones who are shorter and uh uh, slender in stature, and this guy is more of a big athletic guy. It's just the performance that Jason gave it, not just the pitch, but also the acting on it, felt very stiff and not really fitting with what the character needed until, like, maybe about 
uh, sometime in episode four, I think. Like, when some conflict actually started to show up. Yeah, but... I think, I was about to say, that moment where he talks to Naho after a fight happens, that was what really definitely sold me on it. I wouldn't say I so- it didn't quite sell me on it. Cause it if sold I had, me. Hey, well, sold I, me on it. I have to, by, by my contract, by my dub talk contract, I have to pick one least favorite actor slash character in the show, and this is definitely the one I'm putting down for that slot. There's a contract that I'm not aware of? What is this shit? Yeah, Hardy made me sign it. He said, Lilac wants you to sign this. Uh, oh, no, it said, uh, you have to pay 50 bucks an episode. D- wait, you guys aren't Ooh. paying Hardy 50 bucks per episode? <laughs> you God signed the wrong it, contract, friend. Find <laughs> you. I, say, I do not My recall, contract but... says that I'm allowed to embarrass Lilac whenever I want. I don't remember that being in a contract, <laughs> Megan. You shut up. Oh, yeah, my contract also says that Megan gets to make me watch terrible stuff whether I deserve it or not. Yes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so. All right, so. All right, is it time to hop off the salt train? No. no. I'm no. the conductor this time. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm the okay. conductor this time. Oh, on, no. the, on the Kakaroo Express? On the Kakaroo Naruse Express. All oh, right. Yes, I am. So, Jason all right. Lee, Lee all right. Well, uh, we let's, let's move on to that train. We're going to change conductors. We'll have a little um, employment check here. Uh, and we're going to move on to Kakaroo, the kid who gets hit by a truck. <laughs> I, I want to uh, go last in his predictions. Okay. I want to go last in my predictions. because I got it right. Okay. Oh, Fuck nice. you, Megan, I hate you. Megan, did you get it right? Actually, I don't know who I would have guessed because... Oh, no, wait. I, if I would have known what happens to this character before the prediction... <laughs> You probably would I probably would have got this right. Oh my god. If I'm thinking about it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have done that. We'll, we'll give oh you a god. point for that. We will say we'll, that you got it right. We'll we'll say that you got it right. Um but yeah. we'll let we'll let stuff go last. Um Noah, who did you pick? I should have stuck with the th- the same idea of people who haven't done a whole lot or are like on the B squad for Funimation for this cast. I didn't do that though. I went with probably their most popular or like most overworked lead male actor that they currently have working, who also referred to us all as "Oh, it's you assholes." I put oh! Austin Tyndall. <laughs> yes. Shit, it's you assholes. <laughs> love it. Oh. We love we now that we know that Austin knows we exist. <laughs> hi Austin, how are you today? Hi Austin. You're hey, not Austin. in this episode, but if you're listening. Hi. <laughs> anyway. Um there weren't yeah. any other predictions on the table at all anywhere or um, I had like two wrong ones along with my right one. Um, I did oh. Cliff Chapin and I did um, Husbando number three, Aaron Dismuke. You would go with those two. Um, so, me personally, Kakadu was the hardest one for me to predict um, based on the performance of the Seiyu. So, I had two picks. One was me being freaking obvious Mick obvious pants and i put josh greeley as one mm-hmm. but my second one because i didn't want to go to the default prediction i did not want to do that i felt the default. Totally justin Briner, didn't no you? i didn't um i no i meant default as in the person who actually got it i did not want to <laughs> i did not want to go in that direction because i felt like it personally would not fit in my opinion 
And we'll talk about more about that in a second. So I was racking my brain around who else could potentially fit this character based on the performance of Seiyu did and what was going on. And I ended up going with Kyle Phillips as my second choice. What? Yeah. Because, um, like, I was thinking in my brain, like, a mix of Denki from My Hero Academia, but also um, his character from Cheer Boys as well. And I was kind of like, maybe this might work. He hasn't had, like, a real solid lead role yet. He's played a decent amount of major or decent-sized characters, so I was like, why the fuck not? Let's give it a shot. Let's put Kyle Phillips in there. Why not? And then... Fucking A Micah Solasad. <laughs> I wrecked it! <laughs> fucking A Micah Solasad. What the fuck? Well, for those of us who got it right, namely me and Megan probably, <laughs> who else would you have play a whiny little shit obsessed with death than Micah Someone else no, I have, no, I would have casted him because here's the joke that I always have. Does this character die in a Funimation show? <laughs> yes, it's probably Micah. If Micah's character doesn't die, Yuichiro from Seraph of the M made up for it more than three times. <laughs> if, if you don't know who Micah Solisad is, um, first off, he's Megan's his Bonjo. Uh, and after that, he was sold. He's actually off BAU's Husbando, and I'm not ever coming between that power pair, so. Well. And that is what fan fiction exists for. Exactly. Um, he's also Soul and Soul Eater, Kazuki, aka the Twincest is Wincest, in Collector oh, uh, <laughs> Infected Wickross. It Subaki, is aka Best Boy in Brothers Conflict. He's also Subaki again, right? In Survamp. I can't remember what yep. his name is. Yeah. <laughs> he's Ayumu in Prince of Stride. He's you in <laughs> Seraph of the End. And why I picked him to be this role, he's Yukine in Noragami. Now, Steph, please enlighten us as you take the conductor hat from my fat head. <laughs> um, it's pretty much like I said while I was going through my predictions real quick. I honestly, I did not want to be the obvious choice, that being Micah, but I also didn't think it was going to fit. Personally, I'm still of the opinion that it doesn't quite fit. I was actually really hoping for something completely different um, than obvious choices, obvious, but I mean, Micah has played a few of these kinds of characters before. I mean, again, just like Gigi said, he's Yukinai from Noragami. So he's played some of these characters before, but like in this one in particular, I feel like the tone of voice just doesn't quite fit still. Really? Um, yeah, I, I I like it, but I was like, okay. Yeah. Stepping back a little bit. Okay, yeah. He sounds really fucking depressed. He's yeah. A, because he's you supposed pe to be like, depressed. I, I, I get that, but at the same time, he's not hiding it either. No, that's... Actually, I kind of disagree. And I honestly really like that. Because in the Japanese, Kakadu, while depressed is all hell... He at least manages to hide it really well. That yeah. even if you didn't have the letters telling you what was going on, he would be able to get away with it. Like, he would be good at hiding it. Micah doesn't really hide it very well. Mm, so, Here's I'm the, like, eh, I don't I, know, personally. Well, it's not, you're right, it's not uh, peppy, and it's definitely more on the somber side, 
But the good thing about Micah is that even if you were to just hear him speak in his normal voice, like you're holding a regular conversation with him, he's got a lot of color in his voice. He can make a normal conversation distinct with just the way that he speaks. And that's and yet he, but he doesn't bring that here as well. Well, a depressed so... person, like you said, a depressed person is someone who is trying to mask it, and you get that definitely in the animation. Like there's this one scene where he uh, he smiles at the cast and it's like the most painfully forced smile you could possibly imagine i i believed his acting as someone who is trying is hiding it well enough that he just sounds like maybe he's like a scared transfer student not someone who's fighting depression exactly because you can understand okay that's fair going up into a and new I school think th there is also um oh god where am i trying to go with this um Fuck, put me on spot. Thanks, brain. Put me on spot. Why don't you? <laughs> you need to have a conversation I with your brain's base. Oh, <laughs> get okay. out. Um, I think that there's also something about his character that resonates with me a lot too. But I think that he's got to come into it. And I know that for him as an actor, sometimes he's a very good actor. Actor, but sometimes he needs like um. A certain phrase to potentially cue him into it. Yeah, that's very hmm. fair. Uh, specifically talking about another show that he's in um, that we may or may not be doing an episode for. Um, when he truly got into the character, the he had a phrase that the director said that really got him into it. Oh, are, are you talking about Yona? Yes. Yep, I saw those commentaries. I remember Cliff talking about that. That... And the, but that was different where um, they were working backwards going forwards with the character. So he had to come into that character really early already on. having a, he had to play it later on in that character's arc, not at the beginning. Right. But he, they also said that they, uh, one of the other things that they also really talked about in that was different directors having different styles. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Of how they work. I mean, okay. that's true in any form of medium anyway. Like, each media is and different. I don't know. And he's worked with Jerry before on a really big project. So I think him and Jerry have a good way of getting good performances out of him. But kind of oddly enough, like Sarah for the end, it, it was really rough at first and got a lot better. So, yeah, I, I can imagine that. I can see it possibly getting better. Um, I'm just not a fan of it right now. And... Personally, I just, I just really wanted something different. I didn't want to go with the obvious pick here. Because, um, again, See? my cast list, I wanted more of the newer, younger voices to come in and, like, have their shot. Similar to basically what Mike McFarlane and Felicia did with Grimgar. You know? We need to have at least one uh, person in the lead cast who's got experience. Yeah, and you have Jason Lebrecht already. <laughs> well. That's true. I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, like I said, he's my least. Jason was my least favorite acting in this one. Micah was my favorite one in this. So yeah, I'm, Micah was my favorite yeah. in this too. Like I really think that, especially since he can go to so many mediums to learn about this character, because Kakaru is the most complex character in this yeah. anime, and he, he has really to is. go on so many levels. And if you, like, you don't know exactly what happens to him until about. A little bit over halfway through the anime so if they were just dubbing this in summer like yeah maybe at the beginning he could play it with more not as a depressing tone because you don't know what mm. happens to him but because you know and because 
it gives him something else. Yeah, we don't know if like they let him watch if they will watch the show oh, I just, or if I assume if the show is all available, they probably will. Yeah, which yeah. It, you... well, it depends on the director. Well, it's been it's been out in a bunch of different mediums for a while. Um, but that being mm -hmm. said, like I really I really feel for him playing as Kakaru because Kakaru was definitely not my favorite character in the Japanese. Clearly, Stua is best boy. Um, but I feel <laughs> Stua's that best it, boy regardless. Well, I feel that in English, it like Micah does such a better job at playing Kakaru than the Japanese Seiyu did. Now I have to well, see who plays him in the Japanese. Well, it's very like, archetypal in the Japanese. Like, and I Let just me, feel I like need to go take a look at the there's so much more, like, meaning behind his tone and everything. And, like, this is a character that I really resonate with. And mm -hmm. I have a, like, when I was doing my reviews and stuff that I did on YouTube, like, I had such a hard time talking about Kakaru's character because there's so much going on with him. And I think that Micah plays him, like, really conflicted, but still, like, really trying to hide that he's super depressed and... You know, it's it's really hard to get that across, especially just with your voice. Like, so I thought he's doing a great job, but yeah, you run the risk essentially of either being too melodramatic or being too boring. But he's neither of those things. Yeah, and like... I'm interested to see like in the finale because the finale was where I had my crying fiesta happen. Oh my um, god, I'm I to see how he does in that. It, I... I had crying fiesta all throughout, starting at the end of episode three. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I could not stop. But, like, I have no doubt that Micah will pull it out and pull it off and do really well in the end. It's, it's just, again, it's just really rough right now. And as someone who also did see the show, too, I personally would have loved to, like, have that depression more hidden. Um, okay. Considering I know what happens in the show, too, because I've seen it. It's a like, weird... Yeah. The narrative that, of the show is weird. That's just me. That's, well, that's just me if I was putting on, like, the director pants for a second here. But I don't doubt that Micah will pull off a phenomenal performance. I think he will do a fantastic job in the end. It's just not the direction I would have gone in. And I would have personally gone with someone else. Um, but honestly, I, I don't think Micah's gonna have it. I think issues. also Rico Fajardo would have been really good in this Rico would have yeah, been would have. Or, like, Justin Pate or Dallas Reed or... Even the human Garmin would have been okay in this. I didn't put the human Garmin in my predictions for this episode either. Holy shit, what is wrong with you? I was no trying to- Are you running nope. a fever? No, human Garmin's Garrett Storms, to which he's really good in token Rumble. Right, I'm saying like, neither of those are on Gigi's list. What is wrong with the world? I know. It was... Gigi must be sick or something, I don't know. Um... I just really am allergic to oranges. <laughs> Anyway, the show is such a weird narrative, by the way. Like you mentioned, uh, Lilac, about how uh, trying to hide that depression would have been what you would have done as a director. But the thing is that we, as the audience, already know that we're headed for a sad ending. And I don't just mean like with something like Your Lie in April, where it's like kind of projected that there will be a sad ending. It's like no, we. But you don't like you know something bad. Oh my god! Don't tell me what happened in Your Lie in April. No, 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 no. I no, won't. I promise I we're won't. Not gonna say but the it. first episode of Orange, you see them in the future and you already know that one of them's not there anymore which is weird like this whole narrative yeah, you is know that one of them's not there anymore but you don't know how come he's not there anymore right the journey they to get there is it's is, the journey thing yeah right and so but it's weird because also within the 
the, the high school narrative, the lead character is trying to undo the bad things that are happening. So it's not like we're jump, we're flashbacking between the future self and the present self. It's more like we're seeing two different timelines of what happened and what they wished had happened. So it makes it really weird to try to uh, look at that depression in that way, because we as the audience already kind of suspect that there's no happy ending coming because we've seen it already. Again, though, in the first episode, we don't know what happened to him that made him not there anymore. What well, does We could matter. have assumed he moved or something else happened. But towards the end of episode three, that's when we learn he could have killed himself. Right, I understand. So yeah, they any do say point that. any point before that, he could have hidden that kind of depression a little bit better, honestly. I'll but, admit that is like, a bit, that's sadder than, uh, like, in a lot of Moe shows, a lot of people die. So, but from it's here not... on out, I don't mind it, because we already now know that he must have killed himself. So, this is something completely different. But, like, if it was before that point in episode 3 where we learned that he might have killed himself, that's the part that kind of makes me a little, that was a little bit rough to me. Anything before that. Um, I think again, it came a little I'm, too I'm the, early. I, the revelation about how he may have killed himself came, or that how he could have died, came a bit too early. So, like I said, the narrative on this is well, a bit weird. It's like memento. I'm about to say, in terms of the narrative in the story, yeah, it's a little bit early. But in terms of Micah's performance, though, um, that was the part where it was a little bit rough. But now I can see it's like getting a little bit better from here. Um, but anyway, I think we stuck. I, I think we got stuck we, on my salt right. train for way too long. Can we get off my is salt? Time, my salt train. Yeah, is it time to pull the mm -hmm. salt train back to the station? It's yep. time Can we for... talk about the last character? I say we yep. pass over to the other character for a goal to finish off this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, we're not talking about swing and a miss, right Noah. Swing and a miss. That's the wrong we sport, will, Megan. We will talk about Naho. We will talk Naho. about Naho, our main girl. Um, she is. Why do like... I feel like Naho equates to me? <laughs> <laughs> because Naho equates to I me. Mean? She's a weird. She's like Mom Chan. Situation. Like Mom Chan, yes. <laughs> Fucking a Miles. Oh, Mom Chan. Mom Chan. Mom Chan. Who would I be in this show? You would be Azu. Azusa. No, I yes, would not. You, yes. No, it's de it's democratically voted. You would be Azu. Why do I have to be her? Why do I, mean, I have to be like her? Bag. I mean, these are just things that happen. You can be Azu's all. Somebody else. I don't want to be a girl today. Anyway, Naho is the anyway. main character of this story, and she's the one who initially has a letter and tries to fix shit in order to make Kakuru still be alive. Anyways. That's another weird thing about the show is that there was a letter from her future self, but we don't know, at least in episode four, by episode four, we don't know how we got there. Like, is there some I sort of- to, I hate to tell you this, they know. never really explain it. So there, there's like a time traveler's wife scenario where we don't- No, we do no, I actually know why they're doing it. Because the that drama. No, do you really want to know how the letter gets there? Fine. Guys, please brace yourself for one of the stupidest things you will ever hear in your life. Hey, hey, I sat through all of Dramatical Murder. You better have some really stupid thing to top that. <laughs> all right, I've got to find it on here. So it actually ha I mean, like, usually like, they'll have some explanation. Like, at least in Clan Ad, they had they, the explanation they, of the light orbs to explain why everyone came back to life. Later on in the series, they talk about okay. writing letters to themselves and trying to send it. All right, yeah, to go. their future this self. Comes from, this comes from TV Tropes. Oh, that's which, reputable. It's reputable, <laughs> but it's where I got it. 
Artistic license, <laughs> physics. The main explanation is about the letters being sent back in time. A black hole existing within the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. yep. Bravo. They into the ocean. That makes so much That's sense. That's how they now. send the letters. To their pet. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, Just so Naho, yeah, Naho's the lucky one who gets, who gets to read letters from her future black hole self. Yes. Basically. So I had three predictions, and all of them are wrong. And one was Sarah Wiedenheft, who, again, <laughs> I got the right actress, but in the wrong fucking place. It always <laughs> happens. Every time. My other, my other two. My other two. Bryn April was an obvious choice. Um, and then my third choice is actually Michaela Grant. Just for something a little bit different. I April. Woo! Bryn, you have? Bryn April train. I had Bryn April, Caitlin Glass, and Dawn Bennett because I have to put her everywhere. <laughs> Yay! Wouldn't yeah, it have yeah, been ironic if she was Dawn, and they, then they got to the sunset, oh, and it God, would have been like, Noah. full circle! Damn it, Noah. Noah, I'm, I'm really sick. And as you say that, as you say that, I, I, I browse through my Twitter feed and find pictures of Zuko and Deku kissing. What?! Oh. <laughs> Damn it, what?! Those aren't even the oh. same continents! No! I can't say his actual- Todoroki?! Oh, 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 that, oh, from the actual My Hero Academia. Okay, I, th I thought, I thought someone was actually doing, like, a cross fanfic, like, I don't know, fanfic drawers are weird. No. Anyway. No. Noah, who did you pick? I wanted to grab someone who uh, had done really well in a, in a past dub, sorry, not a future, she'll do well in future dubs, but also a past one, and one of the ones I really liked was the Yurikuma Arashi dub, and the lead in that one was our favorite lead girl, Alexis Tipton. Hmm. So, yeah, why not? Yay. Yeah. I, I had used up all my other obvious girl choices throughout the rest of the cast. Megune. I mean, if we're gonna go... If I was gonna make one and I knew this was a drama and I saw the writer, um... Jade Saxton? That would have been uh, a decent choice. I right. have a hard time visualizing that just because I'm watching um, uh, Michiko and Hachin. No, I'm watching Michiko and Hachin right now. But oh, yeah, she Terror played. Yeah, Residence. Uh, I understand your reasoning for making Jade. Oh, was she the lead uh, girl in that one? She was the lead female for Terror Residence. Yeah, she's lead. Oh, okay. She's yeah. really good. good in it. Okay. She's good. All right. I'll take we're all wrong. But we're all wrong. As like always, we're all wrong. And Naho is played by the lovely Jill Harris. Yay! Who She's has also the smallest new. cast list of anyone I think in any of, of all the people we've mentioned so far. Well, I've only yeah, Jill Harris has been Shakespeare in Divine Gate. She's been Sakura in Assassination Classroom, and the only one I know her as is Chio in The Disastrous Life of Psyche K, which wasn't even on her page. So uh, <laughs> I don't. If there's anything else, feel free to enlighten me. She is. She's in Castletown the... Dandelion, which a show that no, I hate. No spoilers. But... She is. Um. She. We're not doing an episode on that. I don't know. No, I think who, no one likes that show. Is. I like um, that she, show. Off. I like that Sorry. show. Shut your face. Um, so she's also the lead, one of the two leads um, for Planetarian. She's the robot oh. to Dave Matranga's um, human person. Oh yeah, she's in. Um, she's in Planetarium. We, and I believe she is in. Um, she's the maid in uh, Zeta. Yes, she is. She's like, okay, we loved her in Izetta, but that character should not exist in that 
Here's right, my so opinion on here's my opinion on Jill Harris. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Yeah, really. Like, like, yeah. This is my other favorite performance aside from Dave Trosko. Um, and I think this is well. I can't say that it's her first lead because Planetarian was kind of her first lead, but Naha was probably one of her first real solid leads um, that I've seen, and it's phenomenal. Um, and the more I was listening to it, um, while I was watching the show yesterday, the more it reminds me of Laura Bailey. Oh, yeah. Does anyone yeah. get that feeling, too? Yeah, I can see it. It sounds I like wish more. Laura Bailey would do more anime. Oh, yeah. Me, too. Me, but too. I loved it. I, yeah. I love it so far. I think it's a phenomenal choice here. And she's done so well, so... I'm just gonna keep repeating myself. She's she's doing phenomenal, and I love it. Like, <laughs> I'm interested yeah. to see how a lot of the very, very emotional pieces that come up later in the show go for her. Um, I believe Jamal said it best. How many times can Joe Harris make me cry? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I, I loved I her. It. Like, she was super cute, and she's, like, kind of sad and serious. And I thought she has a really good voice for a non-Moe Moe character. I know that doesn't make sense, but it does. Because Naho's yeah, like kind of Moe, but she's not Moe. Like, so I like her. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I love it. Oh, I'm dropping my pen over and over again. Uh-oh. Megan A, what'd you think? I thought she was fantastic. It's... Like, I thought she was amazing. I thought she did a really good job. Um, probably one of the best performances in the series. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Of a cast of six, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, I don't know if you, you... I think you stepped out for a second, but does Jill Harris remind you of Laura Bailey? Uh, in her acting? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it sounds it, a lot like Laura Bailey, doesn't it? I made that connection when I was watching yesterday. It's hard to make uh, regular, I say regular talking, like someone who you may meet uh, in your day-to-day -day activities, make that interesting. But yeah, like Laura Bailey, she can pull that off. Yeah. It, yeah. And, yeah. Do you have any her, final her thoughts is... on uh, Jill Harris? It's uh, very, uh, it's, like I said, she does a lot of talking. Uh, more so than anyone else on the show. <laughs> it's, like she does a lot of talking. Because she's, she's I think she's carrying the show very well because Naho is the big person who really carries the entire show. Mm -hmm. Yep. The one. And, yeah. And I think it works. It does. The one thing I don't quite like about it, but this is more about how the show was uh, actually written than her acting, is that she does a lot of talking in her head and with the letter reading, but she doesn't really do a ton of interacting with the other characters. Is the problem? Like we see her, I will sew your button up, or I'll be the pinch hitter. But we don't see her, like, having normal conversations with the rest of the cast very often. Well, Naho, I think, at the same time, is also the wallflower of their group. But you shouldn't have a wallflower yeah. in your group. You sh everyone should be, like, e equal. I say equal as in get equal screen time. She's the wallflower, but also the mom. She, she is the mom. She is the mom. That is true. She is mom She's wallflower mom yeah. She's, She's mom chan. Every, and, like, every group I... needs one. Like, I don't really like Naho in the Japanese at all. Like, I think she's yeah. too wishy-washy. But I think she's the one that grows the most as a character. So I'm really interested to see how hmm. Jill Harris 
um, makes Naho develop, especially once it gets towards the end and you mm -hmm. see all the stuff that's going to go down. And I'm really interested yep. to see where she takes it because I think she's doing amazing now, but I just want to see where it goes. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I give it the term amazing, but again, she's working with very basic content here. This is content we've all seen uh, probably a hundred times. Like, how many times have we seen high school girl who wants to make a lunch for a boy she has a crush on? How many times have we seen high school girl who uh, wants to confess to her crush with a note in the footlocker and then fails but at again, it? But like, again, this is in a way different context than most other shows that this, are going on. Yeah, this is more than just your typical high school drama romance thing. It's mm. There's a lot more going on to it than what you normally see. And with the letters being the big reason for that, and with Kakiru's death being another factor into this, mm -hmm. there's a lot mm -hmm. going on here. And with all of that information that Naho has to take in and then push back out there and push past like push past her own limits, I think yeah. Jill's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, th mm -hmm. there is that. There, I'll, I'll admit that there is more going on in this one. I'm not sure if it's enough to make me think that it's something particularly special, but the the narrative more than anything else makes me think that it's different than anything else we've seen. Even I if mean, it the, the narrative can be rocky sometimes. I'll admit that, but well, it's manufactured. In just, just in just in terms of Jill's performance, though. In terms of the performance, though, she's given a lot to do with not a lot of, I suppose, uh, with not a lot of um, over the top can uh, stand out with zaniness kind of uh, lines in the dialogue, but she does it very well. And like I said before, it's very easy to have a character who's uh, who's shy or quieter and have them be monotone and boring. But Jill, thankfully, is neither of those things. Whee! I hope she All keeps right. that up. I think mm. she'll keep that up. Well, we have made it through the entire cast. So who has final thoughts? <laughs> On the dub of orange or orange as a whole, and don't make any orange puns, Noah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Aren't you glad this isn't a shitty dub? Oh god damn, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you said Noah, not Megan. <laughs> she got you on that one. It's your birthday, so I'm gonna let that one slide. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Oh god. Uh, I'm happy that this. Oh boy, even with that kickstart, I'm still sleeping. Um, <laughs> what just happened? Uh, I liked it. I think it's a good show. I'll probably keep watching it. I'll wait till the dub gets finished. Most likely. Like, like, I'll um, probably just keep... I'm happy this is better than his edit turned out to be. Um, oh lord. His <laughs> edit isn't bad. It's just I was a little let down by it. But I'm happy that this one's a good dub. And Jerry Jewel once again proves that he can... Jerry Jewel is redeeming himself a lot in my eyes. What did he do wrong? Gee, I wonder, Noah. I wonder. <laughs> you, I mean, you're going to be more specific. I'm sorry. I, I don't know I'm exactly what you're Swimming. Swimming anime. I thought you Noah, you get a free shot at this I thought guess. you were blaming the writer for that one. I didn't know you were blaming Jerry. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. But anyways. All right. All right. Fine. It is... Uh, it is a uh, well-spent melodrama with a with a music score more than anything else. That's what I liked about most of this. this. Isn't the narrative or the characters? It's the music. It's got a great audio mix with a lot of strings and synth and piano sounds to the backgrounds, and it makes it sound and feel kind of unlike I think any other high school series we've seen in the past. 
even if the uh, the actual events going on aren't quite too unsimilar from what we've seen before. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, I personally think it's really, really solid overall in terms of casting and direction. Again, to be fair, I have some gripes here and there, but everyone has gripes over something here and there when it comes to a dub. But um, I, th I think the strongest uh, uh, pieces for this dub would definitely be the direction and the writing, um, considering the previous work that both Jerry and Jamie have done. And I mean, I've seen the potential that they can do things like this. It's just not what I expected to happen. And <laughs> it's a pleasant surprise. I'm very surprised with the direction and the writing, and I'm enjoying it. And the casting, I'm really happy overall with the casting, especially for their voices that are still relatively new, uh, like Jill, Sarah, and Jeannie. That, that um, is a nice touch that they put in to... people who... Two voices to. that you don't relatively hear that often right now, like Dave Trosko. Um, and then Jason and Micah, they're kind of up in the air. Please cast Dave Trosko in more <laughs> Yes, things. and then as for Jason and Micah, um, slight gripes here and there. Some of it's a little bit rough and iffy, but I don't really have any doubts that um, they won't pull off phenomenal performances in the end. I think both of them will do an amazing job by the time the show is done. So... I think it's really solid all around, and I am. I'm gonna be crying all over again during my watch of the dub now, which is gonna. Oh, <laughs> uh, so your many sadness, tissues. Your sadness fiesta continues. My sadness um, fiesta has begun all over again, and I hate it. <laughs> and and as for me, like I said, I've read the whole manga. I saw the live action movie, um, and then the anime. Now this is my fourth time going all the way through this franchise um and i have to say that animation quality aside because around episode two and three the animation quality starts to go downhill like to derp town we'll get back on the salt train and we'll stop at derp town because it looks fucking terrible um <laughs> but hopefully it's gonna get cleaned up for the blu-ray i don't know um, but I do like the anime adaptation of this best of all three and the way that the dubbing is going so far, I will make this prediction that I will like the English dub best of all four. So <coughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put that little pre prediction in there because I really wait, like best, best of all for what of the Crunchyroll um, dubs, right? The best version to watch of orange of the, of the what? Best of all the adaptations of Orange, because there's the oh. Japanese dub, there's the manga, there's the live action movie, and then the, now the English dub of the anime. Okay. So I'm going to put it on a pedestal. Hopefully I don't have to knock it down. But as somebody who has, you know, cried her eyes out on an airplane home from Europe watching the goddamn live action movie, which wasn't even that great, then cried my eyes out reading the manga, which the ending was really rushed, and then cried my eyes out again watching the Japanese version and the end of it, which was fleshed out like it should have been. I feel when we get to the end of this choo-choo train ride, hopefully there won't be any salt left. Sue will be best boy. And guess what? There's a movie coming out with Sua actually acting as best boy. I heard about dub that. It. Really? I heard about that. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this movie, even if it is a recap movie. I don't care. It's about Sua, so that's all that matters. So I'm going to call this... Oh, no, don't say that. 9 out of 10 would dub again. 
Recap, recap movies are never Woo! a good thing. But, but anyway, if you want to see Orange for yourself, GG. <laughs> go to your local grocery store. <laughs> Get the <laughs> fuck <laughs> out! <laughs> I couldn't help God it. Damn it! Damn it, Noah! I'll, I'll be. You would like... Okay, that was actually a good <laughs> one. Okay. Oh my God, God, Megan says that I had a good joke. The world must be coming to an end. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> I must really be out of it. Stop it's it me. before you guys get hit by a truck. Alright, so <laughs> if you would like to see it. Stop it before Noah gets a nice boat trip. Oh. <laughs> like run, Noah, run. You got the notion God, to If you run. would like to see Orange for yourself, first of all, you can watch the whole series right now subtitled on Crunchyroll. However, if you would like to watch the English dub, you can watch it on the Funimation website where it's currently streaming. I'm not sure if you need to have a premium subscription now to watch it or not. Um, but yes, if you, would you like do. One, here is a website to get a 30-day free trial. Ooh, you just go to funimation.com/p/ the number 30-day free trial, and instead of the normal 14-day free trial, you get 30 days for free. Now, when you sign up, you do have to put your credit card information. So if you're done with your sadness fiesta after a month and you don't want to pay for it anymore, make sure you cancel your subscription or Funimation will charge your card. Would you? Why would but why you, would you want yeah. to do that with all of the over 9,000 episodes of shit that Funimation has? They're the 100,000 <laughs> minutes of episodes of, of shit. Bondos. <laughs> or... <laughs> Or if you just want to listen to Ian Sinclair talk a lot. Hi, baby. How are you? Oh, God uh, damn it. Not again. If he, actually, if he remembers that incident from Yomacon as, like, the only thing from that convention, I think we can call that a successful trip. Oh, dear I Lord. think so, too. I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, that's how you can watch the dub of Orange on Funimation. It also comes out Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and right now it's up to episode four. Episode five will come up tomorrow as of the day we're recording this. Now, who wants to plug themselves? I kind of have to go last at this point, I think. <laughs> I guess Noah yeah. go first, because I don't want to... I have... I need yeah, to I'll, do... I'll go ahead. I'll go. Okay. Uh, I can currently be found on Twitter at NoahClue, which is a pun that some people still don't get, but that's okay. And I am also, when I have the free time, I'm making videos over on my YouTube channel about all matter of cartoons, and that is Journey Traveler. And hopefully by the time this goes up, I'll be in the process of writing up what I think were my favorite shows of 2016, or my favorite cartoons of 2016. And if this goes up after that, then go check it out. Megune. It's your birthday. One, I think Noah needs to buy me a copy of Night on the Galactic Railroad. <laughs> you, you wait for that. Right, you wait for the right stuff sale to come out, and we'll see what's on there. But if you keep misbehaving yourself, Second you are getting all, MD guys. Because Gigi, because Gigi is here. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> My name is that Megan. Is, yeah. I work in the Anime America podcast. <laughs> Where you can watch our videos, our top tens, our reviews, whatever the fuck we're doing there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at QueenEra2. You can also see me writing whenever we actually decide to over at the Infinite Rainy Day. Um, and if this is not, if this better be out by the time this gets up, you can see my birthday top ten of my top ten favorite openings in anime. Um, 
And I also like to make Gigi laugh because I can do this voice <laughs> and say, Gigi, where's the wiener? I could tell you, but you wouldn't want to know. Vegeta! Is it in your Vegeta, mouth? Vegeta, I'm a cop now. This is. The only thing I think no, of. No, never. You're stuck. The forever. only thing I think of when you do that is that one DBZ abridged Steven Universe crossover clip that somebody did. Oh lord. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm so hot right now. Well, <laughs> my name is Gigi. I go over on YouTube and host a channel called Anime Palooza, where we talk about all things anime, including my favorite shoujo trash, Otome games. I eat a lot of crappy food that comes from different countries, and I'm currently <laughs> collecting Hunter Hunter prize figures, um, and I love Hisoka and Ian Sinclair. You can follow me on Twitter also at Anime Palooza, and my hosting duties are almost completed, so I might take a nap. Yeah, Back to your cage. <laughs> as for me, uh, my name is Stephanie, or Lilac, as some people may know me as. Um, if you found this episode of Dub Talk, you've obviously found this channel, which I am the main proprietor of. Um, so if you want to catch more episodes of Dub Talk or any of our weird shenanigans that we do, um, I know at the time of recording this episode, this weekend, um, there has been vlogs going up for our trip from Yomacon, uh, from Detroit a couple weeks ago. Yes, so if you want to check those out, uh, you can do so, and if you like what you see and hear from us here, uh, please feel free to subscribe. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review, with review being spelled R-E-V-U-E. And I know, at least for Dub Talk, we have been in the talk in talks about um, changing up a few things. So we're still working on what, some changes and some upcoming projects and stuff. So um, I hope you guys stay tuned. Uh, and if you want to see more of it, of course, you gotta subscribe. So. Stay tuned for those fun changes. GG, finish and the episode. That's tuned, spelled T-O-O-N. Tuned. God damn it. <laughs> no. Get no, out. it's not, because spelling things cute for no reason is horrible. All right, so that's the end of my second hosted episode of Dub Talk. I hope you all had a fantastic time. Uh, how'd I do, guys? Yay! As my first six out, ten six, out of ten would podcast. As, as the first time I, as the first time I get to be around for you hosting, yay! Because oh, yeah. no one's still <laughs> editing first love monsters, so it I don't know how that go, shit went. Yes, I yes, it will. As soon as I get the computer back, it will go up. Okay, good. L let me get my whip out again. Let me get my whip out. Uh, but before oh, we do that, it. off the air. Yes, master. Uh, yeah. Oh, please, more master. <laughs> God damn it! Please, can more. We, can, uh, are we done? Time to say goodnight. May all your sunsets be orange. Love your faces. Birthday! <laughs> and happy birthday, Megan. Aloha, And happy birthday. Goodbye. Say the line, Steph. Say the line. We'll and of course, from all of us here at Dub Talk, Otaku on, my friends. <laughs> Sono hahe mo saega